1: This episode is sponsored by Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out in New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today is Friday with friends. I have a new friend, Greg Heinemann, sounds kind of like Laura Hyman. Greg Heinemann is an Egoscue trainer and clinic owner. And we're gonna learn all about what is that term and what does it mean and what does he do? But I can give you a little um, preview hint. I think he's like a brother from another mother. So welcome, welcome Greg.
0: (laughs) Laura, great to talk to you.
1: Yeah, so um, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours introduced us and Kim said to me, this is, she said, I don't really know what it is, but it's all about posture. So you have got to talk to Greg. So let's just start from there. Like, what is the Agoscu method and how did you land upon it?
0: Sure. So Igoscu as we just had a little conversation about, doesn't mean a thing. It's just our founder's last name. So there's no secret meaning behind behind the name. So uh, our founder, Pete Egoscue, his, his very quick story, he was in the Vietnam War. He was shot. He was surgically put back to, put back together and basically given a clean bill of health that nothing else is broken. You are fixed. Go back out there and continue to serve your country, and being a good soldier. Pete said, "Okay," and he found that you know it was a lot harder to move in recovery, and in particular, he was experiencing a lot of nerve pain down down his leg. And in his quest to continue to serve his country, he would go back and do what, what was told of him, do the necessary physical therapy, uh, do everything that was out there in front of him, and it just wasn't working. He was kind of spinning his wheels, and it eventually came to to a point where. His diagnosis was, well, there's nothing else broken. All your pain is in your head. You have whatever the term they used for some post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever they called it back then. And as Pete received that from the doctor, it didn't go over very well. <laughs> so at this point in his life, he had a crossroad. He either was going to fix himself because he felt like no one was going to help, there to help him, or he was going to kill himself because he was in that much pain. 24-hour nerve pain is some of the worst thing things you'll ever experience. And he was there 9.9 out of 10, 24 hours a day. So uh, Pete took his degree from college, which was political science, and he decided to open up Gray's Anatomy book. <laughs> and he didn't get very, and he chose Gray's Anatomy book because as Pete will tell you, uh, I'm a football player. I went to school to drink beer, chase girls, and, and have a good time. So he goes, chooses Gray's Anatomy book and has the best pictures. He doesn't get very far into the book and sees the basic standing posture on page four or five, whatever it is. And uh, Pete said, oh, that's a cool picture. What does it say about this picture? And says kind of quickly to the left of the picture, the human body is a symmetrical biped, right? Which is, ah, we're supposed to be symmetrical, meaning like left, like right, front and balance of back. And biped, we're supposed to be on our feet. We're not supposed to be crawling on hands and knees. We're supposed to be upright on our feet. And Pete goes, huh? Well, if this whole book written by this really smart dude is based on the body starts with this basic framework or this basic alignment. What do I look like? And he took a step back and look at, looks at himself in the mirror and wow, my shoulder is four inches higher than the other. And my one foot points out at 35 degrees. My other foot is straight and my belly button looks weird. And what's up with this? And he went upon this journey of, okay, I know I can make myself bigger, stronger, faster, by lifting weights and doing the stuff I did training football and training as Marine. But how do I put it back in the right position to make it look like that again? And then there was Pete's journey or, or exploration into how the body works. Like what muscles pull your shoulder down? How does the muscles from your shoulder relate to your pelvis? And do they relate to your pelvis? What happens with the position of the, when I get my legs, when I try to get my foot straight, why does it hurt my hip And, and, and stuff like that? And, and he did it. Pete, Got himself well just through exploring different movements, using many different yoga exercises, physical therapy exercises, Pilates things, anything that was out there he can get his hands on and create a way to move his body. He was interested in the rest is essentially history. He got himself well. He started helping his friends in the Marines. He ended up leaving uh, and started up his first egoscue like clinic in 1980 and in San Diego. And it's since now it's 40 years later. And we have 30 clinics across the country. I own the ones in New York city and the one also in Westchester County, New York. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of where we are today.
1: Wow. I love that story uh, that he, with his own inquiry and self-discovery, like that curiosity, like, wait a second, how if like just the, the reasoning involved, you know, looking at something, and if if that's our starting point, and I'm not even there, I mean that's what I always talk about with posture is that, you know, we want to give ourselves a fighting chance for good movement. Well, you have to start at the starting line, which is with that more symmetrical. There's no perfect; it's a, it's a it's a range, but certainly there's better, there's improved, and you know, many people, <laughs> almost nine point nine out of ten to use you. Uh, are needing some kind of postural improvement. Sure. So, how did you? How did you fall into it?
0: I. Uh, true story. No. All <laughs> it, oh, okay. Yes. Tell us. I was. I was honestly in the right place at the right time. I went to Southern Connecticut State University in New Haven, Connecticut, uh, for athletic training. I'm a. I'm a former washed-up jock. I love being around sports. I. I uh, and I got interested in the field mainly mainly because of my own uh, struggle with injuries. I broke, I had an avulsion fracture of my lesser trochanter on my right leg at 15 and was basically said, ah, yeah, it's a nice, clean break. We can either put a pin in it or it'll just heal on its own. You just have to be on crutches for a few months. And 15-year-old brain says, oh my God, I'm going have this giant like pin sticking out of my leg. Everyone's going to think I'm a freak. So I'm, I'm going to let this heal, on <laughs> heal and be on crutches for the entire summer, essentially. And, you know, being fifteen, I was on crutches for three days and not three months. Uh, and I just kind of limped around all summer. and mm-hmm. And the only time I used the crutches was when my parents were around, stuff like that. But I didn't know any better. I didn't do any physical therapy. The only thing I could do that felt kind of good was at the time my parents had an above ground pool, and I would just go in the pool and walk. Like oh, I can walk in the pool. And I'd walk forwards, and then I'd walk backwards, and I'd progress to walking sideways. And like by the end of the summer. I was like, I'm kind of good. I felt like almost normal again. And then of course, 15-year-old, we go up to, to a vacation in Maine where my family goes every year. And we were doing like this little like uh skid where like the waves crash and you put the little, you know, you kind of ride the wave in on the real thin piece of wood, it's all slicked up. And of course I jump on there and as soon as I get there, my leg slips. I don't have the proper stability for my hip yet. And I I don't didn't get it ever checked out, but I probably rebroke it. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. So still no physical therapy, but ended up, you know, the, the body's amazing. It heals. Oh my God, what a concept, right? And it healed, but it healed in a kind of weird way where I played baseball as my main sport growing up, played all throughout high school, tried to play in college. And one of the setbacks, because I wasn't really that great, but one of, the, one of the setbacks was that I really couldn't use my arm well anymore. Uh, anytime I'd bring my arm back to try to throw the ball, I'd get neurological pain from like, oh, there's a little zap to, oh, my whole hand is numb and I need to drop the ball right now. And of course, when you go to school for athletic training or sports medicine, if you're hurt, you're the crash test dummy. So like I had everything done to my head and neck and shoulder and doing all the walk climbs and the compression on the neck and all that, anything they could have done, they tried. Greg's going to be the guinea pig for that. And I had varying success with it. It would go up and down at a periods of time, but my litmus test was like: Can I pick up a ball and can I throw it? Because that's my passion. I love, I love to play baseball, even if it's just messing around with my, with my friends playing softball or whatever. And I couldn't.
1: Was this on the same? Was this? Uh, was it the same side as your injury? Because I'm just like thinking yeah, to myself, side, yeah. what I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, right.
0: Right avulsion fracture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right shoulder. And so, how I stumbled upon Agaskew, I'm in the training room and it's toward the end of my time in college. I pick up the phone. The phone's ringing, and uh, on the other end is our current and still vice president. Then, as he is now, his name is Brian Bradley. If you ever see or hear anything about Agoski like on the internet, or do a research thing on it. Look up YouTube. You'll see Brian. Brian's our mouthpiece. He uh, talks at Tony fifteen thousand people. Tony Robbins events. He's all over the place. He's he's a he's a he has the gift of gab, as they say. He's a great guy. But he was on the other end. He's like, hey, we're looking for people with these things and he's kind of listing off all the stuff and I'm mentally checking the boxes and this is 2003. So he's like, yeah, you know, if we have this job opening at our second clinic in Stanford, Connecticut, will you just like post this on your jobs board and see if anyone's interested? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I stuck the piece of paper and stuck it in my pocket. (laughs) I need a job. The heck. (laughs) But, um, I was, and they, they've told me this much later on, but said the only reason why I got the job is because the guy who hired me Went to the same college that I did, and all of his questions were like, "Did you do you know this teacher? Did you take this class? Where'd you hang out?" Blah. And then uh, Pete, for being like you know a football a football player and a marine, he's secretly like a tech nerd. So even back in two thousand three, they were playing with an early version of Skype or FaceTime. It was it was this big thing called the Polycom. It was like a five thousand dollar unit that both parties needed to have in order to connect on its own separate uh, you know internet line. It was a big process and. I'm talking to Brian and our one of our former vice presidents in my second part of my interview, and Pete sticks his head in and he's like, "Guys, I need to use this thing. I have a call coming in. Who are you wasting your time talking to?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, this is the candidate for the therapist in Connecticut." And uh, he looks at me. He's like, "He's wearing a suit. He's going to take it seriously. Get off. Get out of here." <laughs> and so, and the and the rest is history on that end. Um, I came back in to be like a fly on the wall for a day and just kind of observe. And i watched watch them work with various people. And I saw like my first ever client I ever saw work on was a, a professional squash player. He was a teaching, teaching professional at this point, but, you know, talk about muscle imbalance. balance. He's left-handed. This guy's left forearm is like both of mine put together and his rights, the size of a pencil, but he's got a tremendous amount of arm and elbow pain and he's having a hard time holding a racket. So he's having a hard time doing lessons. So he's like, he's worried about his livelihood and, uh. You know, he gets on the ground, he evaluates them. And I learned posture in, in college. I learned to assess like an elevated shoulder and a valgus knee and, and all sorts of stuff. I didn't quite have it put together, but I could identify it. And um, all right, he gets them down on the ground and he puts them in an exercise we call floor block, which is kind of hard. You're on your stomach, your arms are elevated in a couple different positions, kind of like a clock. And you're really uh, working on external shoulder rotation. And, uh, you know, when you like hurt something kind of, you kind of like shake it out. So the guy gets off the ground and starts shaking his arm around. And I'm in the corner like an idiot, like laughing, like, ha ha, this guy hurt him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't say the, 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 the client doesn't say anything for like 30 seconds. And his name is Paul. I, I still see Paul at once, about once every three years when he gets into trouble, the therapist, Michael was like, Hey Paul, what's going on? Are you okay. He's like, I'm trying to find the spot that hurts and I can't find it. Cause he was doing all these different moves that he would make in taking shots. And I'm like, no way. This guy just wants to get out of here. Like, this is no, no way. Next, he leaves. Next lady comes in, and she's older. She's uh, almost 80. And um, very nice lady, but you could tell she was, you know, really kind of pulled over and bent to the side. And she's going and telling her story that my neck hurts, and my knee hurts, and my hip hurts, and my back hurts. And I have 37 herniated discs, and I have one half. I'm like, holy moly. Like, I'm thinking with my, uh, my, uh, athletic training brain. And I'm like, how, how I mean, this- where do you start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is only an hour appointment. Like, where does he start? Where do you go? What are you doing? You know, Mike, okay. We look at her alignment, blah, blah, blah. And I, I see all these things and I'm like, yeah, it looks like a- it's all crooked. Right. I don't know. It's all bent to one side and he lays her on the ground and he puts a little pillow in her knees and she squeezes a pillow and she circles her feet a little bit. And then she pulls her arms over her head. And then she kind of does as best she can, like a, we call it cat dog, like a cat cow or a cat dog motion. And she gets up and her pain level starts off like level eight, like she's not feeling great. And she gets up and she cracks a little smile and we're like, you doing okay. She's like, yeah, I still hurt, but it's like, what level? She's like, it's probably level three now. I'm like, you just <laughs> laid on the ground for 15 minutes. And like, you did all these weird, simple things. And like, what? I, I, I was sold. I was like, I got to learn how to do this. This is amazing. It was amazing to see it, but I still deep in my head, like, eh, but I'm a special case. You know, me, I I got this special weird shoulder thing, but everyone has their own epiphany. And I had it too. When I met Pete and Pete looks at me, he's like, I said, I I was telling him my story and stuff like that, how I got hurt. And he's looking at me. He's like, he's like, I know you're having arm pain, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, but what happened to your hip? Cause I didn't tell him what I was telling him where I hurt. I'm like, well, my hip doesn't hurt. I just, I have shoulder pain. It's like, that's not what I asked you. I asked you what happened to your hip because I would stand and my right hip was elevated, anterior, immediately. My femur was so immediately rotated. This whole hip was just off. And I was just completely bent to one side.
1: Yeah, for all the people that are listening that don't know, like the lesser trochanter, that is where the iliopsoas comes and attaches. And the iliopsoas runs from from the back, from your lumbar fascia and and disc through, yeah, and then comes comes, uh, through the gut and then crosses over the hip and attaches there. So if there's been disruption there, there's going to be like, not only the bone is broken, but all the stuff around it is affected. And so like you said, if it healed, fine, but your body will kind of like heal. It's like molding clay. It kind of healed in probably some funky way. So your pelvis is whacked and that affects your thorax and your shoulder and then of course you're feeling it down your hand yeah my
0: body worked perfectly it healed right it did what it was supposed to do but it just it found a way based on what my demands were for my body like as a student i still had to sit i wasn't playing sports i was kind of just like hanging around letting it heal so i wasn't really doing much so my body kind of it like molded into the get turned to clay like into a chair into a couch especially on one side
1: so, all right. So you're sold. So what's the process of becoming a trainer and like learning this technique? I'm sure there's like, kind of like what, yeah, what is the method? Whole,
0: yeah, we have a whole Egoscue Institute. That's oh, wow. a- Egoscueinstitute.com. You go through and then you actually can complete it, the whole thing virtually. <laughs> um, you meet with your teacher online, you have modules to complete, uh, just like you would uh, like chapters in a book or, or chapters in a, in a class, you've got to think about it taking like, at least for the introductory certification, think of it like a semester class in college. You're going to go through, sit with it for about three months and then go from there. Um, but I'm sure like, it's one thing to have the information, but the information makes you good enough to be dangerous. And yes. and so it's all, this is all, uh, in costume method is very much a do it thing. You have to do it for yourself, but you also have to, practice uh i was very fortunate to learn learn under pete pete Agoscu, brian bradley and, and the main person who trained me he's still our main therapist he's been a therapist for 25 years at this point his name is michael he, he's uh one of our main therapists out at our headquarters and still in san diego and delmar and i got to learn under these guys and just kind of pick their brain see their process and like thankfully like if i did something silly i had like a little tap on the shoulder. You probably want to do this instead of that. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I,
0: I had I had some really great uh, great help, and uh, you know, it was it was a wonderful learning experience. But it's very much a do it thing. The more you practice it, the more you get into it, the, the more it starts to click and make sense because it's very much coming from the athletic training where the, the hardest piece to kind of drop or not to put at the forefront of the mind is like where this person hurts. So yeah. like symptom is part of the, of the whole problem. So, but if you cue in on, especially for me as an athlete, I trained the hardest thing to break was like, Oh, your knee hurts. Bang! Let's go after this knee. And know. let's take a step back. Let's look at, let's look at, You know, look at it from 20,000 or 40,000 feet and look at the whole picture and see if we can figure out why, why does that knee take all this extra work right now? Why, why does it do this? And ultimately that's what the Egoski method is. It's a process of why it was Pete's process. Why? Why does this do this? Why does this do that? Why do I hurt? Why does this feel great? And why does that feel terrible? You know, it's it's trying to pick all these things out and hopefully give give our, our clients uh, a tool that they can use to empower themselves to, I have control, I can do this, I can transform my life.
1: Da-da. I love that. Yeah, that's, um, I, I mean, this is why Kim thought we would be matched in heaven because I really am. And I think a lot of physical therapists, it's not definitely across the board because some of it is like you said, it's the modern medical model that you have a symptom, you are broken up into segments. And then like, we're going to look at that, you know, and this kid, this is from the outside to the inside. You know, if something's going on with your bowels, <laughs> you're going to go to a specific person for that. And they're not going to look at like what might be going on in, in you know, in your heart or, in your musculoskeletal and like all the things, so it's it's like it, that's part of the model, and it really is unfortunate. It's like Mr. Potato Head—you just t- take it apart, and um, you know, the parts work together and they they influence each other dramatically. And so, critical thinking is huge. You have to see like well, and and that was one of my my kinesiology teacher in PT school. She would she had this great accent. She was like, "Don't." look at the pain, <laughs> you know? And I was like, and she said it so many times with this great accent. I was like, okay, I'm never, she's like, don't like, because that is what will call you. It's like the siren, you know, like, look at me. But it it's not the problem area that the cause of the pain is somewhere else. Uh, you know, unless it was like an acute trauma or something to that area, you know?
0: Yeah, we, we say the same thing. We say, unless you were like hit by a bus, and that's the reason why your leg hurts, you know, it's usually the site of the pain is not the source of the pain yes. and uh and it's very much uh you know the the most challenging thing from especially you know the background that we that we tend to tend to have to get over but it it truly does make the biggest difference in the world and it's also m- more empowering on the client end. and it gives them that like i'm not i'm not a symptom i'm not just disease or whatever whatever they're labeled as it's like no you're you're just your body your body's like my body, two shoulders, two hips, two knees, two ankles is fine. It's supposed to work a, kind of a similar way. You're supposed to be able to bend and have these particular degrees of motion that the anatomy book says we have. So why can't you do it? Well, I'm 105 years old. No, come on. No, why? <laughs> when was the last time you put your arm over your head or went down to touch your toes? And let's, you know, let's get that back, right? Come on, let's, let's go do this thing.
1: So uh, take me through briefly, like if if you were to have somebody come in your clinic and they say, let's just say I, I've got low back pain, which is like, you know, the most, when people write me all the time, they're like, oh, I have low back pain. And I'm like that, I can't ever tell you what to do because I have to see you. And I have to see how you move and how your, you know, posture and all that. So what what are the kind of bullet points that obviously you gather history and all that, but do you have like how fun, like I know functional Movement specialists kind of go through their protocol. To, what do you look at?
0: yeah, we do we do a posture assessment. We just take no x rays or anything like that. We take mm-hmm. pictures in our clinic we're uh, right, playing, we're, right. we're playing with a 3 d camera that will kind of automatically render your posture and we have a proprietary software that will actually has Pete's. The only person who has influence on it uh, is Pete, so essentially I can have like Pete sitting next to me and we can work on this client together based on the the vectors of the alignment of the body and what's not sitting right. So we have that at our disposal, but ultimately it's, you know, like goal settings kind of important for us. And it's like, well, okay, your back hurts. So what? That's yeah. my favorite question to ask people. So what? Like, there's a million, a hundred million people with back pain. Why is it important that your back pain goes away? Well, because I want to play golf. Why? Well, I mean, cause I miss hanging out with my buddies. I mean, there you go. Like that's kind of the, the, the why of why you're doing things. Ultimately, like it's uh, as Pete, Pete calls it, it becomes a, it changes from like cause and effect therapy, which is like, I do exercise, it affects uh, pain, good, bad. If it's good. yay. If it's bad, let's try again to transformational therapy where Pete's very big in the, how to get someone to transform their life from Okay, yeah, you're looking for help. I'm here to help you. I'm going to help you this specific way. But I've, if I've really done my job, I've helped you gain control, understanding of what's going on, a skill set and what to do. And then like, you go and run.
1: Right. So you it's like you're things. finding out what their motivation is.
0: Yeah, you find out motivation. And then, you, and then we do the, like the, the more technical stuff of posture assessment, gait analysis, functional functional testing. Uh, and, through, and then we go and based on what we but we see a ton of what the client feedback is and what's good and bad and what they can do and what they can't do. We start to build what we call a menu. I'm not, the gastro method is, is a completely hands-off technique. Like the most I will ever do in, especially in normal, like non COVID times, but like the most I would ever do in, in a, a course of appointment and touching someone is like, Hey, your, your shirt's kind of not quite sitting right. Can I just get the height of your hips and see where you're, if one hip is different than the other, like that's the absolute most I'll do. Cause I'm a, I'm, visual learner but i'm also very kinesthetic as you can tell like my hands are moving all over the place but yeah and it's very much that we provide a series of exercises or e-sizes based on what we're seeing off because we have like certain exercises are good at removing certain deviations and some are better at others the amount that people do is completely based on how much time they have it's not everyone gets one hour of exercise no it's like listen i got eight minutes Good. I'll give you seven minutes worth of stuff to do every day to make sure you get it done,
1: <laughs> and Love
0: then that. you go on your day because it's ultimately about. And habit's an interesting word. I don't know if I'm going to use habit, but habit ones that makes the most sense. Like get into the a good habit of like doing something for yourself every day and change how you move a little bit, even if it's for a little bit. It starts to rewrite like how your brain tells your muscles what to do and all that fun stuff. And if you do it every day, it starts to become more more of your normal, right? It takes like two to 400 repetitions to learn a motor pattern. It takes about 3,000 to 5,000 to unwind a motor pattern. <laughs> so we live in the 3,000 to 5,000 world of like, we got to unwind this sucker <laughs> before it starts to become normal again.
1: Right. I get it. I, I talk about that a lot as well. Just the neuromapping that's involved. So uh, what do you say to like the naysayers who and i mean these are all kinds of clinicians who say well posture doesn't really matter like it's way overhyped like how optimal posture is like so it, you know doesn't matter
0: i would tend to agree that like perfect is not necessarily like the goal the goal is really like is function i mean like can you move can you can both we're, we kind of harp on the eight, eight major load joints shoulders hips knees and ankles and we're looking to see like how they really move like we're, we're not necessarily like, you must always stand a certain way and sit a certain way and wear the right shoes and have the perfect pillow. And we're kind of like, if your body's capable, you can do anything. Like you can sleep on a rock if your body's capable and you, you'd you be okay. <laughs> so this is really a capable process. We use the uh, the posture, like, oh, achieve posture, you know, or a or, or better, or perfect alignment. It's like, it's tough. We don't live in a, we, we do 20 minutes worth of posturally corrective exercises. And then we're you know, for 23 and a half hours a day, who knows what else we do. Yeah,
1: I know. So I I definitely agree. I mean, I, I am a big believer in the posture is reflecting so, so many things and and including your mood. So I do try, I think we can um, optimize it. But I think like you're saying is it's gotta be, if you want to go for that more optimal posture, you have to be aware of it and it has to be something that's like a habit that you're checking in on throughout the day that isn't just like show up for your exercises and we're done and the results are going to be shown because um what we do the most we is going to be reflected the most so if we're you know doing exercises but then going and sitting in front of the TV and slouching or sitting and having the computer desk you know all of that so um i do think that it is interesting because there's like there is some division even in the pt world where Some people don't even pay attention much at all to posture. And then others like myself, really, I do believe in uh, strongly in the value of it, especially in yoga, because if you start moving and you don't have any awareness of what your imbalances are, you will just like you, like, you know, your body healed, like you'll just move as you can. The body's really smart. It's like, I'm just going to, so you actually, in some ways can just exacerbate those imbalances because if you're not bringing any attention to what would be more optimal, more balanced, more integrated, um, you know, posture in, in its more optimal form is super energy efficient. You know, it's just and that um, who doesn't want more energy, you know, where you're not kind of offloading that um, to some other area of the body or, or kind of dispersing it completely. So I, um, yeah,
0: also, medicine with metabolic rate, how how hot your fire burns. Right. So if you have all your muscles working, you're going to be burning calories like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's talk about efficiently, well-working machine on all aspects.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, talk about your movement practice. What is it like? Do you sure. do you take all these kind of principles into whatever you decide to do?
0: Yeah, totally. And again, I've been doing this since two thousand three. So, like, even though I've been doing it since two thousand three, I I still need someone else to look at me if I'm like struggling. I'm 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 too nice to myself. Yeah, it's not that bad. Your shoulder's not that high. It's okay. You know, like, I don't really need you to do this one because this one's hard. I don't, you know, and I'll get like, someone to look at me and say, oh, what's going on? I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and not that it's <laughs> terrible, but like, I'm feeling it and I just need an outside perspective to help me. But I pretty much have three different routines that I'll do in terms of like, my Egoscue practice. And I only choose the routine I do based on how much time I have. So I have like a 12-minute routine. I have a 25, 26 minute routine, and then I have one that's about an um, hour and 20 minutes, um, mainly doing an exercise called supine groin progressive, which is a, uh, is a psoas re education exercise using this apparatus that we have called the tower. And where you kind of progressively put the leg down into the tower, the tower holds your foot back in a neutral dorsiflex position, so you get even length on the gastroc and hopefully get the femur to be in a better, the lower leg bones to be in a good spot so the femur can start to settle, right, as the psoas lengthens. So we start to look at that. But I choose it based on time. And then my sports, uh, I enjoy running. I have two little kids, so I got to be outside in the backyard with them, crawling around, climbing stuff, throwing stuff. And I still, to this day, uh, even this afternoon, I have a softball game. So I'm still still playing baseball or softball. And uh, I'm going to be 40 this year so it's uh i've not really lost a beat and so once i've gotten my shoulder function back i've gone back to doing what i love to do which is the most empowering thing to me is that i can do what i want to do on my own terms
1: oh exactly exactly i know age is kind of you want age just to be a number literally not just like uh that kind of you know random statement but that that you feel like you are not limited and that's the that's the other thing i really work on with people, I'm ten years older. I'm I'm 50, and you know I can move better than I could in a lot of ways in my 20s. And uh, so I want to dispel this idea that you know once you're a certain age, it's kind of like downhill. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow, isn't that depressing? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's,
0: it's too easy to say. And it's oh
1: well, grandma, uh,
0: grandma turned a certain age, and it's more like you know you got to use it. You got to use it more. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. In my little neighborhood here, we have a little like, common area mm-hmm. and we were, did a little social distance. There was someone who was saying uh, in our little group neighborhood text, does someone teach yoga? And I'm like, I don't teach yoga, but I, I teach alignment and I, we do like these things called function and flows. They're, yeah. they're just kind of like a flowy, Egoscue style class, kind of stuff like that. I'm like, I'm glad to teach one. <laughs> and it was really interesting. It's a group of, you know, it was all, it was all women anywhere between like 35 and about 50 and going through that range. And it was, it was fun. I, I you know, it's it's a very fun kind of easy thing. It's not really super formal, but it's interesting to hear the conversation about, Oh, wow. Ee, ah, you know, like all the,
1: <laughs> right. I, I know I, it's crazy. Um, I remember it probably was eight years ago, nine years ago or something. Um, I was noticing I was getting more private clients who were at that time, maybe five or 10 years older than me. And they were talking about how getting on the ground was just kind of a struggle. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, what? Like, this is insane. If you were 80 and told me, I would say, oh, okay, but you you should still learn how to do that because it's very valuable for functional, but also for safety. But 40s and 50s, I mean, I was, so I just realized like I have to very purposefully Put a lot of that type of movement of all kinds of directions and um, changes of planes, which I was already doing, but not like once we were off the ground and it, I, we would lower like push up style and come back. But I wasn't doing anything like spinning around and lowering and stepping over one leg, you know, really kind of graceful, agile things that our kids do without a problem. And we should also be able to do and it might just take us longer to kind of get those joints ready. So in a lot of my flows now, people will be like, whoa, you're doing all kinds of stuff. I love it. I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything like it. And I'm like, I, I did this specifically because I saw that was a need. You know, we are sitting in a chair, at, you know, from grade school on. Most, most kids aren't sitting on the ground. We don't sit a lot on the ground much. And then we just kind of everything is lifted up to our height and we aren't getting those bigger ranges of motion and that balance and proprioception, reception and all that that comes with like being able to pop up off the ground without like holding onto a chair or something. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, my, a lot of my clients get angry with me when they first start working is that they're like, why did you make me go from a lying down exercise to a standing exercise to a sitting exercise to back on the ground? Like, can not I just do them all on the ground and then all get up? And I'm like, No. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't you see what I'm doing here? Well, you're making me get up. Oh,
1: oh! Wow, imagine that.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're practicing other skills as we are doing other things. So, so,
1: so tell me a little bit about. So, you you became a clinician, and then now you are you own two out chain. What are these outfits or offices?
0: Yeah, they're they're the way they haven't set up their franchises.
1: Franchises. Okay, so what is your job now? Are, I mean, you still. Uh, kind of obviously, you're doing more administrative and managerial, and being the boss thing. But you're also uh, assessing- yeah, I'm still
0: seeing clients. I mean, even though you know COVID's going on, our physical offices have just started to slowly open up. But I've been as busy as ever seeing clients over Zoom because it's a non-touch therapy. I can mm-hmm. visually assess assess movement with enough space, and you know, teach people how to do the exercises uh, verbally. So it really got me into my uh, my verbal cueing and being, being, getting better at being able to explain things rather than just relying on, Oh, just feel that, and, you know, and, and right. things of that nature. everything,
1: Yeah, no, it and, does. It makes like it makes an kinesthetic
0: nature, but I still see, I still see a full uh, client load on top of, you know, doing all the other stuff. I have a, uh, my, uh, you know, my good friend and my business partner, John runs the clinic full time in New York city. And I have two therapists working with me uh, in my Westchester location and another extra therapist in New York City. And we're all no one's actually like in full time. We're all still relatively working remote, um, at least all or at least some of the time. So it's it's been great. It's been we've been very lucky to have the ability to help people from using this medium.
1: Yes, I think we've all been surprised at how adaptable we can be, and again, I, I think it makes us uh, communicate more effectively because there are we, some of those in-person tools aren't there, but that makes us better clinicians. Um, so, if somebody were interested in, like, how do they find out about you? Do you take insurance? I'm pretty sure this is probably a non-insurance thing.
0: Yeah, we're not we're not necessarily a medical company, so uh, it'd be insurance fraud if I.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: That, but it is one of those things where is, you is you have to. Like you have to, it's not a, I'm not doing it to you. So you have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Usually pain's a good motivator, but we offer, you know, especially since COVID has been going on, but even before we offer people free, you know, 30 minute consults where we go, yeah, not only get your history, but let's take your pictures and let's try one or two exercises just to see if it's for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah.
0: So if it's for you, great. Here, there's many different options. You can do, you know, full on therapy, 16 or eight visits. You can do... Therapy just via pictures. You can do therapy out from a, you know, a $12 pain-free book. Mm-hmm. So you can choose any different, any different thing you want. Uh, we are here to help in any way we possibly can. That's ultimately why we do what we do is that we do love, love to help. We love to help this specific way. We just know how, how effective and powerful the, the Agascu product is when it's you know, implemented the right way.
1: I love that. And so if people were interested in finding um, you and making an appointment, how would they do that from from the yeah. podcast? Yeah. And, and it's great. Now they can do it from anywhere in the world. Absolutely.
0: So we have a website. It's igoscu.com. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a couple different buttons there in different places. If you want to are interested in in-person therapy, there's a button for that. If you're interested in virtual therapy, there's a button for that. Just click your button, fill out a simple form and wherever you are in the world, you'll be routed to the closest clinic. If you want to get a hold of me directly, my name is Greg, G-R-E-G, at egoscue.com. Feel free, send...
1: We'll have all that in the show notes. That's great.
0: Yeah. Send an email and, and answer. But egoscue.com has a lot of good information. And you kind of see a little bit that we're not just... It's not just me in this little spot in, in New York. We, we are in most major cities. We're not everywhere yet, but um, we're getting there. We have people who, who... We have hundreds of people who are certified in Egoscue who don't who just kind of have their own practice, or they they use it in conjunction with their massage business, or their yoga business, or another bo- type of body work, and they use it in conjunction with me. Me personally, I've only been using the Agaski modality for since two thousand three, so almost the last seventeen years. It'll be seventeen years in October.
1: That's wonderful. What a what a wonderful story too. How you kind of fell into it, and with your own personal you know development in your body and how it changed it, and and then really seeing that the passion that um, Agoscu has and you are carrying it as well in your Italian way. I love it.
0: <laughs> it's a ton of fun. I mean, I, I'm very lucky in what I do is that I really don't work. I get to like hang out with, meet some cool people uh, mm-hmm. and, and learn interesting things about them and what they've done and where they've gone, but also be able to help them along the way. And, uh, and again, like if I've done my job, they have a tool and then they also tell their friends too.
1: Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's it. Well, it was so great to talk to you today, Greg. I, and it was wonderful to hear about this um, method that I'm, I'm sure is helping so many. So everyone check him out. And thank you, as always, for listening. And as always, I'm pulling for you.